If you'd like to spend some time with real people with a real heart for God, we welcome you to visit us at Harvest Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Our Sunday morning services are held at 1030, and our Family Night Fellowship takes place on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Come experience God's awesome, life-changing power as we worship in His presence, fellowship with one another, commit to discipleship, and share God's love through evangelism. For more information or directions, visit HarvestNova.com. That's HarvestNova.com. How to become a wise man. Matthew chapter 2, starting at verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was distressed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people and chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the wise men secretly and found out from them the exact time when the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. When coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another way. The Word of God talks a lot about being wise. In Proverbs chapter 11, it says, He that wins souls is wise. Proverbs chapter 10, it says, A wise son brings joy to his father. The wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool invites ruin. Proverbs 29, Mockers stir up a city, but the wise turn away anger. So when we read this story... Why does the word of God call these men wise? Why does their, why, what made them so wise in their travels? What, they, they, were, they weren't Jewish, they were men from the east. But the word of God calls them wise. I'd like to give you five reasons why I think the word of God calls them wise. The first thing I see is that they were looking for the king. Verse 2, it says, where is the king born of the Jews? In other words, what they were asking Herod, where is the real king? You're the one that lives in the palace. You're the one that wears the crown. But where is the real king of the Jews? 
And if you're going to be really wise in God's eyes, because that's all that really matters, you've got to be looking for the king. And a lot of people say, well, Jesus Christ died 2,000 years ago. How can that affect my life today? If you allow him to, he can affect your life today like never before. I know in my own walk with the Lord, I was 19 years old. I knew everything there was to learn. I knew more than most people will ever learn at the age of 19. And then one day I walked into a church with my, she wasn't even my wife then, she was just my fiance, I guess. I don't even think we were even engaged then. I don't, I don't think so. Walked into the church, and I'd been to church as a kid. I didn't care for church at all. I didn't like the preaching. The wait went way too long, way too loud. They sang songs that were way too old. But on that cool, cold January day, I met the king. And my life changed forever. I went from Jimi Hendrix to Jimmy Swaggart. That's how much radical change happened to me. I went from a foul-mouthed, know-it-all, young 19-year-old to someone that worshipped the king. I became wise that day. And if you're here today and you don't really know the king, my advice to you is you need to search him out. You need to be looking for him. The great thing about when you go after God, he comes after you. It says in Peter chapter 3, for many people believe this now, you know, it's been 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ walked this earth, they go, many will say, where is he coming? Where is his coming promise? Ever since the beginning of time, everything goes on as it has. In other words, nothing's changing. And as we wait for the Lord to return, I invite you, you keep looking for Jesus. For one day he will come back. He'll come back not as a little baby, but he'll come back as King of kings and Lord of lords. And my advice to you, don't give up searching for Jesus. These wise men, they look for Jesus. So if you want to be really wise, look for Jesus. Search him out. I tell people all the time, test the Lord. Give your life to Jesus, and I can guarantee you one thing, you'll never regret it. I have never met anybody say, well, I gave my life to Jesus, and he has ruined my life. I've never met one person yet that can say that. So the reason I call these men wise is because they were looking for the king. And the great thing about it is they found him. So if you're going to be wise in God's eyes, you've got to be looking for the king. What's the second thing that we have to do? These wise men saw this thing called a star in the sky. And they didn't just look at it, they followed it. Think about all the people that lived during that time. The star appeared before all those people, but only these wise men came to follow after that star. 
And you think about that. Through cold nights, hot days, through the desert, through the valleys, through the mountains, they followed that star for over two years. I don't know if you ever rode a camel. I have. It is the most uncomfortable ride you will ever get on your life. And the crazy thing about a camel is they're tall. Man, your feet are up here. So if you fall off that camel, you are dead. And I can imagine those wise men day after day following that star. And you, can you imagine when they come into a city and everybody goes, well, where are you going? I don't know. Who are you going to go see? I don't know. But they followed the star. And if you're going to be wise in God's eyes, God puts things in front of us. We need to follow the signs that he puts before us. Follow those signs. The word of God is a great sign. Read it, study it, devour it. Know what it says. And when they pass laws in the land that are contradictory to this word of God, you can say, I know what the Supreme Court says, but the word God says it's sin. Sin is sin. And if God says it's sin, you know what? It's sin. I don't care who passes what laws. His word is always supreme. Follow the word of God. Like the wise men followed the star. And if you follow the word of God, it will lead you to Jesus every time. When Jesus walked this earth one time, he was teaching. And he began to say, if you're really going to follow me, you've got to drink my blood. And you've got to hate your father and your mother. And it said many people walked away from him that day. And Jesus turned to his disciples and said, are you too going to leave also? And I love what Peter said. He became a wise man that day. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is the wisest saying I've ever heard in my life from a dumb old fisherman who said those words 2,000 years ago. And today is the same way. Who has the word of eternal life? Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can save you from your sins. He's the only one that can make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. He's the only one that can take you from light to darkness. So become wise. Follow the word of God. What's the third thing that makes us wise? Verse 11, it says, they fell down, talking about the wise men, they fell down and they worshipped him. This little baby, Jesus, they fell down and they worshipped him. Why? He's just a kid. I believe when they came into that house, they felt the presence of God. And if you've ever been in the presence of God, there is nothing like it. 
There's no drug that can get you that high. There's no money that can buy that. And the presence of God, Emmanuel, God with us. And when those wise men came before the Lord, it says they humbled themselves. That's a word we don't use very much anymore. Today in our society, it's about get all you can get. Grab what you can. If you have to step on people, it's okay. Never humble yourself. Never say you made a mistake. Always puff yourself up. But according to the word of God, it says, if you're going to be great in my kingdom, you've got to become least of all. And, go, and God loves a humble spirit. And when those wise men saw that baby, they humbled themselves, they bowed down, and they worshipped him. But in today's world, that doesn't happen very often. We exalt the proud. We ridicule the humble. Just the opposite of what God does. And when those wise men saw that baby Jesus, they had no other choice but to bow their knee. For it says in Philippians chapter 2, and this will happen to everybody that's been on this earth and everybody that's going to be on this earth, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God and the Father. I don't know about you, but I want to bow my knee before him. I want to worship him. I don't want to be forced to do that because you will be forced. For it says that everybody will stand before the Lord that day and you'll make an account of what you've done with your life. Everybody has the same amount, 24 hours a day. You'll either use it for good or you'll use it for evil. The word of the Lord this morning is to say, use it for good. Bow down and worship him. You know, a lot of times around Christmas time, we get in a big hustle and bustle and running around buying gifts and going to parties and all those things. And I invite you to get along with God, just you and him. Whatever you have to do, get in your car, drive off somewhere, just you and him, and you worship him. For he did something that no other king would even think about doing. He came down and he humbled himself to be born in a manger. I can't imagine... King Charles of England come into my house. But King Jesus does. So take the time during this Christmas season especially and bow down and worship him. What's the fourth thing that we need to do if we're going to be really become wise in his eyes? It says, and when they had presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. 
Bring your gifts. Bring your talents unto the Lord. Brother Nick, thank you for singing this morning. Really appreciate that. What a talent he has. Thank you, praise team. See, we see the praise team up here. We don't think about them. When I'm home eating my, my Captain Crunch, they're up here. They're up here early. You know, Pastor Tim doesn't ask me to come early because he knows better. <laughs> I might say, y'all come. And he wouldn't want that. But I give praise to you guys for doing that. Thank you for doing that. You're using your gifts and your talents and your abilities for God. And I thank this church to help us. Just a month ago, we fed over 50 people at the homeless shelter, and that's because of you. I'm not cooking all that spaghetti. There's no way. And thank you for doing that for us. And then the other night, we sang at the uh, retirement center. What a blessing that was. It's like I don't have nothing else to do on a Friday night except go sing Christmas carols. But see, God says, use your gifts, use your talents. Be a blessing. And this Christmas season, be a blessing to somebody. Say, Lord, where do you want me to go today? How can I bless somebody? Who can I bake cookies for? Thank you, Martha, for baking cookies. Appreciate that, lady. And they were good. We all have gifts. We all have talents. And these wise men, they came before Jesus and they gave him the most precious gifts on the earth at that time. Gold, frankincense, myrrh. Expensive gifts. Not cheap stuff. I remember last year, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I, it pops in my brain. My little niece, Noelle, she wanted this thing called the Pooping Flamingo. Unbelievable. Anybody ever had seen one of those things? <laughs> yes. You feed this stupid flamingo, and he goes to the bathroom. And, and she thought it was the greatest gift ever. It was junk. It was junk. Lee, you threw it away, right? You got rid of that gift? Good. Good girl. It lasted about one day. But yeah, she saw it on TV. She had to have it. The Poopin' Flamingo. What a dumb gift. But our job is to give Jesus Christ the best gift. Our lives. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God... God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. God doesn't need anything from us, but he wants us to present ourselves holy and acceptable. Give God everything. That includes your talents, your abilities, your money, everything belongs to God. Everything. I remember years ago, I heard the pastor say some of the dumbest thing I ever heard in my entire life. He was talking about giving to God, about tithing. You know, giving God that one-tenth out of your paycheck. And he stood up before his congregation, he said, listen, do this. 
I want you to give your 10% every week faithfully. Write a check. And after six weeks, if you're not truly blessed, I'll write you a check. I'll give you all your money back. Wow. Can't go wrong with that bet. And you know what he told me? Not one person ever came up to him and said, I need that money back. For we serve a faithful God. He blesses me more than I deserve, and he's blessed you more than you deserve. So don't rob God. Be a blessing. Give him your gifts, your talents, your money. Whatever he asks of you, you do it. Not that God needs you, but he wants you to be obedient. For it says in his word, to obey is better than sacrifice. So what is God calling you to do this morning? Is it baking cookies or talking to that neighbor or giving food to the homeless? Whatever it is, you do it. Do it to your best ability and do it as unto the Lord. Now, sometimes when you do stuff like that, some people are so ungrateful. I don't care. I'm doing it as unto the Lord. I'm not doing it to have a pat on the back. I'm doing it for Jesus. So if you have that type of attitude, no matter what you do, God will use it. I remember just a month or two ago, we were at the Olive Garden, and the Lord told me to give the waiter a nice tip. And I'm you know, I'm arguing with God. I'm thinking, man, I'm not giving her a nice tip. She's not that great of a waiter, Lord. <laughs> you know, she's okay. Maybe 10, maybe 20, but Lord, come on. And we gave her that tip, and she began to cry. And we began to minister. Come to find out she's a single mom trying to make ends meet. Somebody's home watching her kid. You never know. And I didn't miss it. Billy gave me my money back the other day. <laughs> I didn't miss it one bit. Thank you, for, Billy, for doing that. So give God your gift and your talents. And if you do, you'll have the best Christmas ever because Christmas is all about giving. And then thirdly, or fifthly, and finally, this sounds like a Pastor Tim's sermon here. Five points, that's a lot for me. Five points, Pastor Tim, you should be proud of me, brother. You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. This is where it really hits the road. It says the wise men, they had a dream. Not to go back to Herod, not to go back that way and tell him, we found the Christ child, come and worship him. They were warned in a dream to go home a different way. They listened to the Holy Spirit. They could have reasoned in their minds, you know, well, he's the king of Jerusalem. He's the king of the Jews, Herod is. And he told us to come back and tell him, about this Christ child. And he's only going to come here to worship the Christ child. That's what he said, right? But they were warned in a dream, don't believe him. You go home a different way. And those wise men 
listened to the Holy Spirit. And that's where it's all at, church. Give me ears to hear and eyes to see. And Lord, you lead me where you want me to go. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And as you do those things, looking for God, following the signs, humble yourself, give your gifts and your talents, and you listen to the Holy Spirit, if you do those five things, I can guarantee you, you will become a wise man or a wise woman. Five things. And this Christmas, do those five things. And the Lord will call you wise.